Hi everyone, I wanted to start another episode. I know it's been a little while, but Lost and Founder continues stronger than ever. And I just wanted to talk today about a topic that's been on my mind quite a lot. Uh, I think the term was surfaced to me a while ago by various other founders that I talked to called the the Great Resignation. And if you look at things like Google Trends, you'll see that this is a term that's uh, become incredibly highly talked about and searched globally over the course of this year and especially in the latter months September October going into November and I guess yeah I wanted to kind of use that as an opportunity to talk about the topic of how as a founder you deal with people leaving your team team changes and 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 the wider global kind of climate right now with with people wanting to change careers. I feel like everyone I've spoken to, a lot of people I've spoken to are going through very similar challenges as founders in terms of lots of team changes, but also speaking with lots of people that actually have jobs and work throughout their companies wanting change in their life. So I thought it'd be overall quite an interesting topic to, to discuss. So yeah, I thought it'd be good to dive in. So first of all, I thought it would be a good place to start by looking at like, what is this term called the great resignation and why might it be a term that a lot of people are thinking, talking about researching? I guess I can't profess to be an expert on global trends and anything like that, but I guess from my own perspective, I feel like obviously the last year and a half almost two years now, everyone obviously has been going through some of the perhaps toughest experiences they've actually had in their lives. I mean, when you think about it as humans, I guess from myself, like all through my life, I've had a routine where I have lived in one place and then I have gone to another place during the day and then returned to that place afterwards, you know, at school you'd, <laughs> or at least I would get the train into school, go to school come home at the end of the day I'd have that change of environment and then later on in life I had home work going into the city coming back and obviously most of us or a lot of us very fortunate to have holidays as well so breaks <laughs> time away in different places different locations often getting on a plane and I guess for some period of time in 2020 I think for a lot of people there was suddenly this change with the pandemic and with lockdowns that meant that, oh, wow, we can now be at home then. And there was this, I've sensed a short term period of, I guess, change there that, that meant people could try different things out, experiment with diff different routines, different lifestyles. But as that progressed and prolonged, and as that wasn't just a few weeks of change, but became something that essentially has affected us for well over a year now and and I think still hangs over us in many ways and and I think a lot of the effects of all of those changes have will have continued knock-on effects for many many years to come perhaps forever I, th I think now there is this point where things are starting to change they're not necessarily returning back to normal but there's a sense that perhaps the deepest darkest times of this global pandemic are, at least in some places, hopefully behind us. And, and I think 
though, that just because things are starting to open up and new experiences can happen again, I certainly sense that a lot of people have just been so exhausted and so burnt out by the monotony and almost captivity that they've experienced over the last year plus that it's really not surprising that many, many people all around the world are taking this as an opportunity to think about the life they want to lead and to rethink some of the things that maybe used to be assumed and using this as an opportunity to really think about how they can change things in their life. And one of the things that you can change or that many people can change, it may not be where you live. It may not be everything about your lifestyle, but a lot of people can at least consider changing what their job is and maybe even wider sense what their career is. And so I think that all of these sort of trends culminating, it, it feels like there's a lot of people that are out there really taking this as an opportunity to rethink things. And that might be employees, that might be founders as well. And that might be anyone and everyone. And, and so I guess that's in my eyes, at least how I understand this increasing global trend or this, this trend that's been growing over the last year and a bit. And, and I guess, I guess, yeah, that's, that's my take on this term, the great resignation. Secondly, I wanted to talk about handling team changes as a founder. This podcast is of course called Lost and Founder. And a big reason why I like doing this podcast is to surface some of my own thoughts to help me think a bit more clearly for myself, but also I get so much enjoyment and I find it so rewarding to speak to other founders, hear from other founders who are going through similar thing, things to, to, to me. And to reassure others that they're not alone. And I know along this journey at times I have felt quite alone and often it really, really helps to talk to others, especially when times get tough, because you very quickly realize you're not the only one going through these challenges. And, and I think on this topic, it's particularly tough, especially for those in smaller teams where I, I know firsthand how much your team matters to you. So I guess I wanted to talk about how to handle team changes as a founder and, and just some of the things that I feel that I've, I've been learning along the way. And if they're helpful, then great. But you by no means have to take my silly words as uh, gospel. I guess, first of all, in terms of handling team changes, I guess something I always am very clear to myself with is that no one has to work for any company that at least that I have ever been part of. People have a choice and people are on their own journey. And I think the more I remind myself of that, that everyone's got their own goals in this world, everyone's on a journey of some sort, then everyone has different priorities and needs. And, and I, I guess when you're building a company and a team, at least from my perspective, I've always tried to ensure that there's a lot of alignment between what the company needs to do and the goals of the people on the team and in the company. And I think there's some real magic that happens when 
the team is made up of people that are in the right places and in the right positions and that each of those people is on a path and a trajectory and has their goals very clearly aligned with exactly what the company needs from those people too. And I think a lot of the challenges for running a team, managing a team, or a lot of the challenges for individuals in a team come where, from when those things are not aligned. You know, someone wanting to do a different job to the one they're in and the company needing them to do the job they currently do, not the one they want them to do, or the company needing more of someone and that person not wanting to do more of that thing. A lot of these points are where things become tough. And in a small team, often with extremely constrained budgets uh, and resources, it can be really difficult to navigate these things. And I think from my experience at least, I think often the mistakes have been around bending the company too much to try to please a single team member or employee because it sometimes feels like the right thing. You want people to be happy <laughs> and you want people to be satisfied and often you don't want to lose people, but there's a balance to be struck where you've got to be clear and objective about what the company needs, what the team needs at this very moment in time and be very aware of how that has changed and might change in the future. And and there's a, a, yeah, absolutely a balance to be struck to ensure that every member of the team is as happy, satisfied, excited, driven as possible, but also to make sure that, that that person is in the right position to have the greatest impact in the business at this very moment in time. And uh, when those, those aren't aligned, that's often where things, things get tricky and where team members will maybe want to change and sometimes they may want to leave or where you as a founder or as a management team have to make difficult decisions about who stays and who may need to move on from the team. And I think, I think over time I've realized that when you bring talented people into a team that no one is going to be on your team forever. Teams change and are fluid and people have career paths that span decades. And to think that you'll work with someone forever is, is kind of crazy. So just being aware that sometimes relationships don't necessarily last forever or working relationships don't last forever. Employees don't stay forever. And just being very cognizant of what, what uh, is going on with that that situation and not trying to feel like the world is <laughs> caving in or that you're doing everything wrong if someone chooses to leave your team because it might be that it's something totally out of your control or something that you shouldn't even necessarily be working to change or address. Um, it's more often something that you can work through and often come out stronger the other side and is can be something that's better for both sides. So in terms of trying to think about this, I, I, I feel that sometimes there's a danger in a small team that you feel more like a family. I know that throughout the time I've always worked on Go Squared, 
I've always felt that we have a very close-knit team and you become incredibly good friends and build incredible bonds with the people you work with. You know, at times that's been harder through remote working, but we've still, I think, tried to nurture a really supportive and close-knit culture and we've always done that. But sometimes it can be really hard to break free from that and think about things not just as a family or a bunch of friends, but as an actual business with inputs, outputs and cold, hard, profit-making motives. And sometimes it even feels dirty talking about that stuff in a world where we want to talk about culture, we want to talk about really supportive working environments. And of course, all of that is true, but it, at the end of the day, you also are trying to build a business and a business has needs and those needs are often changing and evolving. And so I think some, some people often like to make the analogy that actually when you're building a team and a company, it's sometimes better to think about the team more like a sports team where you have a certain number of players on the field and each of those players is in a critical position and those players need to be really good in those positions and that the success of the overall sports team is dependent on everyone in those, in those positions performing at their best and performing together. And, and I think that's a, a more helpful way of thinking about building a strong, high-performing team and company that it's not necessarily like a family, it's more of a, a sports team and everyone needs to perform, everyone needs to be in the right positions, everyone needs to be communicating and working together really strongly. And if people want to step outside of those positions or do different <laughs> roles on the team, then that can be figured out, but that it shouldn't necessarily be prioritized over the su success of the overall team. And, and that thinking like that and thinking about the overall output and um, performance of the overall team and company is ultimately the most important thing. And that trying to balance and ensure your, each of your team is as happy and successful as possible is uh, a critical part of that. I wanted to close out the show today with a few takeaways, actions, and advice, I guess. I kind of saying these more as advice to myself than to anyone, but if that's helpful to you, then, then great. I guess, firstly, I'd say whenever there's any changes in the team, I think it's a good opportunity to just try and step back a little bit and just try and look at the company from above, like a zoomed out view. and. Uh, Sometimes if, if someone does leave the team, there's an immediate reaction to say we need to replace that person with a like-for-like -like alternative and a lot of fear that comes about from, from the uncertainty of whether or not you'll find that person. But I think in reality, it's actually an opportunity to reevaluate things and understand what the business needs today because the likelihood is that when you originally brought that person on board, the company was in a different state. and the company is likely changed and the needs of that role may have changed and the needs of the overall business may have changed and other priorities may exist. So I would first of all say it's just an opportunity to look at, at what the company overall needs today and to, to make sure you evaluate that uh, critically as objectively as possible. I think secondly I'd say 
really try to make sure you understand people's goals and desires and the career paths that each of your team are on and want to be on. And the more you can understand that, the more you can understand how you can help those people grow in their careers and thrive and hopefully do that within your team and within your company. And I think from my perspective, that's a critical part of my job as a, as a leader and a manager to make sure that I take time in my schedule to understand other people's goals and desires. And I can always do better on that, of course. I think I'd also say that whenever someone does choose to leave a team or whenever someone does leave a team for whatever reason, there's also a huge opportunity for others in the team to step into a new role and to grow and to take on more responsibilities, to get exposure to new parts of the team, of the company, and perhaps hiring from within and growing individuals on the team is, is, is the opportunity that, that could exist. And I, I think that's an incredibly exciting part of, of, of team changes overall, that, that other people might be ready and willing and excited to take on more responsibility and to, to step up and to grow. And I think we've seen that at Go Squared on many occasions. And it's, it's excited me so much and it's filled me with so much enthusiasm and excitement and ambition. And it, it, there's nothing better than seeing people really grow and thrive uh, and seeing what some might see as a negative and seeing it as a true opportunity, a positive and a, an exciting path forward. I think as a leader, it's also really important to just continue being clear with your goals for the company and to also try to make sure you communicate as clearly as possible with the team about the goals and how everyone fits into that and where their positions are and why they're so important. And getting clearer about that and how everyone fits together as one overarching organism or unit can be really helpful for everyone to see where they fit in the whole scheme of things. And then finally, I guess I wanted to say that everyone's on their own journey. Everyone has their own path, their own goals in life, their own different things going on. And you can't control that. You need to focus on what you can control. And as a leader that is building a great company, building a culture that is high performing but also enjoyable to work at. You can lead by example and set the tone for the kind of business you want to be running. You can take time to understand people's goals and desires. But at the end of the day, you can't control what people <laughs> want. And I'd encourage you not to spend time trying to necessarily change people's <laughs> own goals and uh, desires. Like those are quite personal to people and deeply embedded in people. And I would encourage you to work with those goals and understand where you can fit and where you can help and uh, be clear with yourself and where you can't and to stay strong and make sure you you just focus on what you can control don't worry about what you can't and i guess finally finally i would also just emphasize that you're not alone as a founder or as a team member there's always people you can talk to and i know from my perspective one of the best things I do when I'm going through tough times is I, I talk to other founders, other people that are going through similar stuff and every time I do that I realise that my problems are not unique, <laughs> if anything they're not as big as other people's problems 
and it helps put things in perspective. If you're listening to this and you feel like you don't have anyone to talk to, then do drop me a note, whether that's via Twitter, via email. I'm always happy to chat and I find it incredibly valuable hearing other people's stories. And, and I think you'll quickly realize if you do that, that, that you're not um, alone and a lot of people are in the same boat. So, so yeah, I, I hope that's been a helpful show. It's, uh, it's a topic that I think is on many, many people's minds at the moment. And hopefully in this episode, we've, we've done some justice to the topic and talked through how team changes are not, not always a bad thing. And, uh, and everyone's on their own path and, uh, and you can play a part in helping to support that. And, and yeah, if you're, if you're struggling with any of this, just chat just chat with people, talk to people and, and you'll, you'll be stronger for it. So thanks again for listening and uh, I'll see you next time. Thanks. Bye.